You are tuning into Pro Bono Perspectives, live from Brooklyn, where the city never sleeps and purpose is more than just a buzzword. Pro Bono Perspectives brings together leaders that have traveled across sectors, industries, and experiences on their path to creating change for the communities in which they live and work. And I'm your host, Danielle Holly, CEO of Common Impact, a national nonprofit that designs skills-based volunteer programs that amplify the impact of social change organizations by harnessing the talents and the skills of private sector employees. I am lucky enough to cross paths with these leaders every day through my work with Common Impact and can't wait to bring you behind the scenes to share their stories. We've discussed the K-shape recovery a lot on this pod, this reality that as we move past the worst of the coronavirus pandemic, that there are enormous portions of our community members and neighbors who will be feeling the disproportionate effects for years, potentially generations to come. And part of what's driving that K-shape is the digital divide. More than 30% of communities of color and rural communities here in the States, much worse globally, don't have broadband access they need to access the basic employment and education and health services that are needed to thrive in our society. And of course, as our world moved online, that became a significantly larger challenge, already such a large problem that a lot of organizations and companies were fighting to address. So today I'm excited to talk to one of those companies, one of those people, Lena Klebanoff, head of corporate social responsibility at TCS, which is a global leader in IT services and consulting and business solutions. And TCS has just released a report, a digital empowers report in partnership with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation that explores this issue, how we can use technology for community empowerment in this current moment, really pivotal moment in thinking about the solution going forward, looking at the digital divide, tech inclusion, equity, and a lot more. And before we dive into our conversation with Lena, if digital inclusion is an issue you care about, I invite you to join Common Impact in its upcoming Skills for Cities virtual day of skilled service on October 27th, where we're bringing companies and social change organizations together to fight the digital divide. So if you are listening to this and you're a company that's looking to invest your people power in digital inclusion or your nonprofit at the intersection of technology and equity, please visit our website at commonimpact.org and learn how you can get involved. Now, let's get on to our conversation. Lena, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much. I am equally, if not more, excited to talk to you today. <laughs> so, Before we get into the really incredible work that you are doing at TCS and the report that is being released today, I would love to hear about your career journey. Tell us what you do and and how you got here. Absolutely. So currently I am head of corporate social responsibility for North America at Tata Consultancy Services or TCS. 
I've been with TCS for almost six years now, but I've had the privilege of working in the corporate citizenship field for my entire professional career, spanning from financial services, insurance, uh, professional services, consulting, and, uh, and even entertainment. So um, it's, been, it's been quite the journey. And I, of course, TCS is my favorite. That's um, that's always the mom joke I um, I have to weave in. But it's um, it, it really is incredible to be working for a technology company, especially during um, <laughs> during this time. TCS's mission is to build greater futures by connecting people to opportunities in the digital economy, which you do have done for years by creating equitable and inclusive pathways for all, especially women, youth, and other underrepresented groups. And this has just been a year and a half uh, in the heart of the pandemic where we realized how important that work is. We really saw the digital divide widen significantly. And it was not, it's not a new problem, right? But one that was very much exacerbated. So talk to our listeners about how TCS thinks about this challenge, how it contributed in these areas since the start of the pandemic in the spring of 2020. Absolutely. The COVID-19 pandemic has exposed systemic inequities inequalities of all kinds. And we're at a point in time that business can be a big part of addressing all of these systemic inequities with their resources and voices. And we've really been um, at the heart of that work. Uh, Digital equity was an issue long before the pandemic. The incredibly sudden shift to remote learning highlighted the issue of the digital divide on children, particularly in under-resourced communities. And recognizing that technology is a key driver for social change, this has made our mission at TCS even more relevant. So initially when the pandemic first hit in, in North America, our primary focus at TCS was ensuring that our employees and their families were safe, connecting and listening to our schools and nonprofit partners and ensuring business continuity for our clients. When it was apparent very early on that uh, returning to the office wasn't in the near future, TCS developed Secure Borderless Workspaces, uh, SBWS for short. We love acronyms in in tech (laughs) um, and established this model to enable a remote workforce for 95% of our global employees. And we have over 500,000 employees globally. And today you are releasing a really impressive report called Digital Empowers in partnership with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation. The report called Technology as a Catalyst for Empowering Communities. Give us some of the highlights. I know it's very much been informed by the work that you just shared. I'd love to. I'd love to talk a little bit about what Digital Empowers is and and our, our journey. So Digital Empowers began as a partnership with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation and TCS to explore how to harness technology to bring greater access and equity to individuals and communities and raise awareness on digital technologies and social issues to ultimately foster cross-sector partnerships. 
We launched this partnership in 2018, but um, really have been at the forefront of these efforts for um, a decade prior. And we did not predict the pandemic, but the relevance and the stakeholders that we brought together, it really has been an incredible journey for us. Um, we've had to make a few pivots along the way, just like many folks have. But I'm so excited to talk to you about this report and things that we've learned and, and give you a little bit of uh, insight into some of that, that history. So let's start with the digital divide, because that is one of, there's a lot of ground covered in the report, but that's one of the focal points. And we've talked a lot about the digital divide and the need for digital inclusion. We know that, especially in the past year and a half, there have been more and more families, particularly communities of color, rural areas, older adults that have been disconnected from the vital services that they need. And I say particularly in this year and a half, because that was the only way to access some of these vital services very quickly. We transitioned to a digital world. And that is starting to shift back as we come out of the heart of the pandemic, though it's still very much here and still very much present in, in folks' lives. But this, some remarkable statistics, still hard to believe as much as I've been exposed to this stuff, that uh, there's a quarter of American households that don't have broadband and the the families that are making less than $30,000 a year are almost entirely cut off from the virtual world. So a significant portion of our population here in the United States, not to mention globally. And so uh, enormous challenge that is growing. What do we need to be most concerned about at this point in time? Gosh, that's um, that's a, a, a big question, and I I wish I had all of the the answers to to this and, and all the world's problems. But to help answer that, it it helps to to take a step back and hear about uh, our our journey as a company and and our CSR and and how that's evolved. So, um, so last year when um, at the height of the the pandemic. We, from a CSR perspective in North America, we immediately pivoted our um, signature STEM education programs online in one place to accommodate that sudden shift of, of online learning. And we also reached out to all of um, all governors across the uh, US and offered not only our sweat equity in terms of um, volunteerism and sharing resources of our STEM education programs, but this outreach also led to a really incredible partnership in, in my home state, in the state of New York, partnering with the Department of Labor in a pro bono capacity to help with pandemic unemployment assistance modernization, which enabled the state to process over 140,000 claims in three business days. So establishing these partnerships and working with partners across the country was was incredibly important to us. And one of the things that we uh, heard from our education partners 
was that this sudden switch to remote learning really put teachers and educators in a position where they needed assistance that they weren't able to immediately have access to. So we leveraged our technology at TCS and uh, launched a 1-800 helpline called Educator Virtual Assist or TCS EVA. Like I said, we love acronyms that we that we launched for um, it was a collaboration between US, Canada and Latin America where we had employees who trained to, to be volunteers which is really difficult training volunteers when you don't know what types of questions they're going to have to field. But um, in the true nature of TCS, there was no shortage of um, associates who wanted to help. And, um, and we had this infrastructure and launched this um, in, in really record time to, to train volunteers and to create the infrastructure and launch this to the public was um, again, a testament of our, our employees and, and the, the, the DNA of giving back just embedded throughout the company. So that was, uh, that was the start of the pandemic. And since then, we um, not only did we pivot our programs in a virtual capacity, but we further developed them to evolve to meet the needs of our educators because taking content and vomiting it all online and saying, here you go, um, it's it's not helpful. And how'd it go with the <laughs> really quick turnaround? How did that, how did that all work? So it was a wonderful program and having this infrastructure in place and the training and the volunteers also provides us with the resources for us to be able to level, leverage that in another capacity. But um, since you mentioned our mission earlier around connecting people to opportunities in the digital economy, I'd love to talk a little bit about how we do that and, and our journey. So we launched our first signature program called Go IT over 10 years ago to provide a hands-on opportunity for students in K through 12 to really demystify computer science by using technology to tackle real world problems and highlight the careers that exist in tech fields. And we did that by incorporating our very own TCS industry experts as volunteers and mentors. Um, the program is offered free of charge. All of our CSR programs are free of charge. And not only does the program deliver career awareness workshops and opportunities around um, hands-on tech education, we have a train the trainer model where we work with educators and teachers and provide them with the tools that they need to facilitate the program on their own terms and really incorporate it into their classrooms. Um, one of our goals was not to create something new that would saturate an already existing classroom with another thing. So bringing existing content and curriculum to life was really important to us. And ultimately, students are working together and creating a technology solution to help solve social issues um, that help advance one or more of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Fast forward 11 years, the program is in 120 cities in US and Canada, reaching over 40,000 students. And we really wanted to continue upon the success of that program, but also with the rapid evolution of technologies, we felt that it was essential to also be working with administrators, educators, school leaders, and empower them to reach students 
in a really compelling hands-on manner to learn computational thinking concepts and apply digital skills to solve real world problems. And with that, our teacher facing program, Ignite My Future in School was born. And this program is a transdisciplinary teaching approach that integrates computational thinking into core subjects like math, science, art, social studies. So not only addressing the need for computer science education um, and the lack thereof, particularly in underserved communities, but really empowering teachers who aren't computer science teachers to bring their classrooms to life with this content. So it's just been incredibly, incredibly exciting for us. Uh, our secret, not so secret sauce of our programs combines mentorship, hands-on opportunities um, for K through 12 students and uh, resources and training for educators. Um, and we also look at this in a systemic way to address the gaps that exist through our Digital Empowers program, which I know you are very keen to talk about. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. I want to know what comes next. And this is where you spent, I know, a lot of your time. So let's dive in. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, so as I, I mentioned, we launched Digital Empowers in 2018 in partnership with uh, with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, but we've been supporting and advocating nationally for the importance of STEM and computer science education and digital fluency for well over a decade. The GoIT program I just mentioned is the largest industry-led computer science education program in the U.S. Um, and Ignite My Future in School is the largest and I believe the only industry-led computational thinking program for students and educators, which were now in 197 school districts. So on top of our student and teacher programs, we've also convened over the years a series of national, regional, and local roundtables to engage cross-sector leaders uh, and publish insights to support policy and advocacy efforts. Our vision is for every student to have access to learn digital technologies and, and build fulfilling careers. Ultimately, we want all students to succeed in a digital world, regardless of their background accessibility. And that's really what's been driving our mission to connect people to opportunities in the digital economy. We know as an industry leader that computational thinking and digital literacy are critical for success across all careers in all sectors. And this is something we've been driving before COVID, during COVID, and hopefully really soon after COVID, and all through a lens of access equity and inclusion, prioritizing our resources towards underserved and underrepresented populations. Bridging the digital divide requires action and collaboration across an entire ecosystem, government, private sector, NGOs, nonprofits, and most importantly, passionate and committed people driving change. The barriers can be broken. We can achieve digital equity, but we all have to work together to create a holistic approach and I really think that we can do that, and I, I think there's no other option because education is a human right, and we have to ensure that every student has access to the resources that they need to excel. 
Well, and I, now I think it was probably uh, almost a year ago, I was talking to Greg Bethile, who runs an organization that's based here in New York called Pencil that brings business volunteers into the classroom. And some of what he was sharing with me and with our listeners was that kids are dropping out of school and they're not going to come back, right? Like because of this shift to the virtual environment and they weren't equipped with the right technology. It's not just a blip in their education. It's not just a couple of months off school. It changes their entire educational trajectory. So just another reminder on how important this work is, but curious if you've seen any success stories on bringing kids back into the fold and and how this technology supports them in doing that. I'm so glad that you, you brought that up because it's so incredibly important to spread this message that this, this is a really, really huge issue. We've heard heart-wrenching stories about students that once, once school went to remote, that they just, teachers and educators didn't hear from them anymore. And I mean, for months, for an entire duration of the school year, and it's, um, it's really, it's really heart-wrenching. And it's, um, to my earlier point around the inequities that exist, it's um, finally what this pandemic has done, not to, not to attribute anything positive to it, but finally people are not just preaching to the choir and having, having conversations about this and just, you know, you and I care about this deeply, but now the issue is out there and other people are talking about it. And that's really what's going to drive advocacy and change and more people that are, are passionate and, and committed. And I really hope that ultimately something positive will come from this. We're already seeing that in this new administration. So um, as far as some of the commitments that have been made, and that's really exciting to see, but there's just so much more that needs to be done. And, um, and we just have to work together across sectors and, and collaborate. And that's really what Digital Empowers is all about, raising awareness and bringing people together to create change. And I think it's such an important point, right? Because we are almost, we're hesitant to even suggest the fact that the pandemic might've been a good thing. And that is not what we're suggesting when we see some of the positive outcomes and learnings that it um, helped really distribute, right? Like one of the things that it taught me was that massive transformation on an on a global scale is possible if it's if we're all motivated (laughs) in the right way right like the fact that the whole world shut down in what a week two weeks um should have shut down sooner but it, it when i think about issues such as climate change it makes me it almost inspires me, right? Like it is possible. It's, I'm not, I'm not particularly optimistic that we're going to get there, um, but it it is possible. And the other thing it did was, as we've talked a lot about on this show is the racial reckoning and similar with digital divide. These are, these are persistent challenges that 
folks that benefit from privilege were able able to not see until this past year and a half. And I think um, really it does lift up the work that that you're trying to do with digital empowers. It really it's it's a rallying cry. So that we've been talking a lot about what has happened and the programs that you have built and the impact on the pandemic bring us into the future now the digital the report talks a lot about business 4.0 which is this idea of the future of work and i know something that is on every leader's mind right now right what is what does the future of work look like and how do the organizations and the teams that we lead and run fit into that how are we reshaping this so tell tell us bring us into your crystal ball what are some of those changes how can we address some of the challenges that might come in with a completely new way of being i wish i had a (laughs) small i would say i wish i had a crystal ball um just to to reiterate um technology enables change but people have to drive that. And that's an that's a really important message throughout this report. Um, one of the one of the initiatives that was launched as part of Digital Empowers um, was a program called Pitch for Purpose, which is um, I love this program. It, it really um, it's a competition to recognize mission-driven founders whose startups leverage emerging technology and innovation to leverage social um, and environmental causes. And the winning, um, the winner received funding, uh, mentorship, and networks to enhance and scale their solution. We actually had six finalists and um, paired them each with a TCS mentor as well. That's um, a really important part of this program. But the winner was a young woman who's the CEO of a startup called Simba, whose mission is to remove barriers of entry to the workforce by connecting companies with remote interns anywhere in the US and helping them to adapt to the future of work. So people like like that, um, I mean, these types of innovative ideas and support through mentorship, that's going to be so incredibly important as we tackle, um, there'll there'll be no shortage of of issues that will unfortunately continue as will our work. But I mean, that's such a a, a key message that I want to, to emphasize. One of the messages in the report or one of the learnings rather is that um, moving forward we're going to see a blend of traditional teaching models combined with computational thinking as teachers and students alike have become used to virtual modes of engagement since the start of the pandemic similar with remote working Um, also virtual modes of engagement are i mean that's the new norm now and that is going to be further accelerated by this transition. So, I mean, those are key. I, I don't want to say that those are it's rocket science and, and changing the, the way that we look at things. But it's, it's also really important to note that these things that are happening now and the, the transition and digital transformations that have occurred over this past year and a half, it's not temporary. That's 
that's going to transform the future of, of how we do things. And I think not everyone is, is really, um, I don't want to say aware, but I don't know how accepting everyone is of that. You outlined all of these amazing things that are being done and all of these very specific micro solutions that are working on a global scale, but also the depth of the challenge and that we really need to pay attention to it if this is going to anchor and, um, and take hold as we look at the future of working, we look at the future of education. So, I mean, my question for you is, and you've, you've answered it, I think, is what inspires you most about this work? Like what gets you out of bed in the morning around this? Is it, is it the gravity of the challenge that remains? Is it the success stories you've seen along the way? What, what pops you out of bed? I'm a serial altruist. I'm so incredibly grateful to, to be doing the work that, that I'm doing, that my incredibly dedicated team is doing, that as a company we're doing. Um, and although just like for everyone else dealing with the past year and a half, it's been incredibly difficult for, for so many of us, but in this sector, in corporate citizenship, our mission is this is I mean this is what we do this is where we we bring together come together and work together to to help I mean that's really what what the what drives me to give back and working with really really smart passionate dedicated people is um, it's incredibly incredibly rewarding and although my environment um, my environment and teenage and furry co-workers has <laughs> remained the same for the past year and a half uh, what i love about the work that i do of, is that no day is is alike i get to engage with our employees partners clients incredibly dedicated and passionate team, a few who you've met, the dedication of my team and TCS is, um, I mean, in true CSR fashion, it was nothing short of, of amazing. So I almost feel weird answering, well, what drives me? I mean, how could I not be driven? Well, it's so, it's, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. And it's such a reinforcement of something that is another for me, positive outcome of the pandemic, which is you know, corporate social responsibility and philanthropy really matured to the place that it is now during economic prosperity and a period of pretty prolonged, uh, strong economy where, you know, well, there's always tight budgets, but there was budget. And I was really worried as we were heading into what we thought was a market correction, a potential recession became a global pandemic, what much worse than anyone predicted, right? Um, but it, it really does seem to have shaped the next generation of corporate social responsibility in a meaningful way. And I saw companies re-up their commitments and drill down on uh, what they wanted to achieve, listen more closely to their community partners. And it's because there are people like you within these companies, right? Who are saying, how could I not be driven to do this? Uh, and that just the fact that that is the question that you're asking 
um, gives me a lot of hope for where we're headed in corporate social responsibility in general, and just inspiring to hear um, how you and TCS are working at it. So thank you so much for being here and joining me and um, would love to hear any parting words you have for our listeners before we wrap up. Well, first of all, Danielle, thank you so much for the work that you do and the messages that you spread and the conversations that you're having. I am incredibly uh, appreciative to be a part of that and really excited to to launch this report. And maybe we can have a follow-up conversation and have a live chat about what other people think about this Love report. It. Because there's just... Um, there's so many pearls of wisdom in there, but most of all, there's there's hope in that report. And conversations are now being had and topics like bridging the digital divide are are now at the forefront. They're they're being they're being it's going to be an issue. I don't want to make it sound like this report has all the answers to all of the world's problems. And if you read it, we will together end the digital divide because that's um, that would be inaccurate because the bridging that digital divide is going to require action and collaboration across sectors. And that's what that's what it's all about. And again, the passionate people who are driving that change and you are one of those people so thank you i truly honored to to talk to you and be friends with you and and have this conversation thanks so much for listening to pro bono perspectives today if you like our show and want to learn more check out our website at commonimpact.org leave us a review and tell your friends and colleagues about us Tune in to our upcoming episodes to hear from everyday leaders using their skills to help their communities.